Hello, and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in, and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. hope on things eternal, eternal, better hope to God, you better hope to God, unchanging, unchanging and <laughs> Matthew chapter 6, verse 6. But you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your Father, who is in the secret place. And your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions, as the heathen do. For they think that will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them. For your father knows the things you have need before you ask them. Let me bring you down to verse nine, verse nine. In this manner, therefore pray our father in heaven, hallowed be your I want to jump down to verse 31 really quickly, if you don't mind. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? Verse 32 says, for after all these things, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly father knows that you need all things. I want to read that again. For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. I want to talk to you on this Father's Day from the subject as I do a part two to our dependent message on Sunday entitled, My Father Knows. Say this to yourself. Say, My Heavenly Father, He knows. He knows. So last week I talked to us about um, how Jesus in Matthew chapter 18, and he talked about us having to be as humble as a child, meaning talking about how in not in our faith, but in our position to God the Father. It is imperative that you understand that God expects us to mature and grow in our faith. However, ladies and gentlemen, as you grow in your faith, it does not mean that you reach a maturation phase where you stop depending on God. God is not, he's not the father like us that when we wait to the age of 18, well, you got to figure it out on your own, buddy. They don't work that way with God. While you are supposed to mature, when you mature in your faith, you will become to realize, ladies and gentlemen, how much more you actually need God. Your need of God will never stop. You will never stop needing God. The moment you stop needing God is the moment when you have allowed pride to come into your heart. 
The moment you allow yourself not to rely on God is the moment that you have now declared yourself to be God over your life. You've made yourself the Lord of all lords and the king of all kings in your life. Ladies and gentlemen, our, our process in our faith with God is not, is, is not that we reach a certain level where we go, okay, we don't have to pray as we, as we should. Because with everything that's going on in every one of our lives and what's going on in the world, it should teach you how much you need the living God. Yeah. God did not create any of us to be self-sufficient or self uh, existent. He did not create us. The only one that is self-existent and self-sufficient is God. Yeah. Everyone has a sufficiency about you. Every All creation has a sufficiency about it. The reality is, ladies and gentlemen, is that God made his creation to need him. He did not make his creation for you to exist apart from him. He did not make his creation so that it would not depend on him, the sustainer, to keep everything in line. No, God made this so that all things under heaven and in earth would know that there is a God and his name is Yahweh and that he is responsible for all things you living, moving, and breathing. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here in this text in Matthew chapter 6. Jesus is telling the disciples and those who are around, do not be like the Pharisees. Do not take on those examples. Do not pray to be seen, as he's saying in our earlier verses. What he's really telling them is, is that, listen, they do all of those things to be seen or to make themselves seem like they're more spiritual than thou. But the real reality is they're not. The reality about them is they're all talk because they want to repeat all of these words like the God of the universe don't understand what they're saying. Because they think that as repeating themselves that their prayers are going to be answered a lot quicker and faster. Which is further from the truth. The reality is, is that, ladies and gentlemen, what Jesus was trying to teach the disciples about prayer is that we do not pray to inform God. You are not praying to inform him about what you got going on. You are not praying to inform him like he does not know. God is all doing. There is not nothing that he does not know. The book of Isaiah would tell you that he declared the end from the very beginning. So there is nothing that God does not know. There is nothing that God that catches God by surprise. He is all knowing. The thing about God is, is that he knows all things. And what we've done in church sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, is make it seem like the devil has the same attributes that God has. He is not all-knowing, nor is he all self-sufficient. He is not, he's not even self-sufficient nor self-existent. He also has, he was created just like you were. Hallelujah. He was created just like you were. God is the only self-existing one and self-sufficient one, and he exists in three persons, God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So there is nothing that God does not know. That what, that's what makes God so dependable. He made all of us to be a dependent, not an independent, nor am I independently depending on him. There is no such thing as being independently dependent on God. It is full dependence or nothing at all. 
And so, ladies and gentlemen, what he Jesus is teaching them is that, listen, don't you try to come to God with, like he does not know. Prayer is not about you asking to inform or telling God what you have going on with you. But the way that you go about praying to the father is in a way that this is in our relationship that you tell him in a relational way of all that is going on. Not to inform him, but we do this out of relationship, realizing who we are, realizing what we are in, uh, uh, incapable of, and realizing that through prayer, prayer is not for God as much as it is for us. And so I don't pray because I'm informing God. I pray because of my relationship with God, letting him know as his child where I'm at. As his child where I am. Because the reality of the matter is, is that there's nothing wrong with asking God anything. And this is what this is what Jesus is teaching them. But there is a manner of which you have to understand that they pray with this this disguise that their that their their prayers are more effective because of how they're taught their tone or how repetitive they are. And it's not about that. Prayer is not a look of prayer. It's not a particular way of prayer. Prayer, ladies and gentlemen, is a communion and a fellowship with God that is beyond you just asking for what you need. It is beyond just coming to him and talking like it's a one-way street. Prayer is a two-way street between you and God, where the father wants to talk to his child, where the child can communicate with the father. Ladies and gentlemen, the God of the universe knows. So when you come to him, do not come to him as if he is a fool. Do not come to him as he is not already knowing what the situation is. What you do, ladies and gentlemen, your prayer, you have to understand that when you are dependent on a God that knows, what you are doing is inviting God in where you are. What you are doing is inviting God into your situation, inviting God into your space. You are inviting God not for him that he don't know. God, you know all things I'm inviting you to intervene I'm inviting you to have your way here I'm inviting you to do whatever you want to do in your will that it will do that it will accomplish what you set out for it to do ladies and gentlemen my father knows he's because he is already up the speed of what's happening in your life this is what makes it so good. Jesus told them in the book of John, he told them in the book of John, listen, until this time, you have had not to have to ask anything in my name. But he's saying there is coming a time where you're going to have to ask in my name, where you're going to pray in my name. The disciples didn't have to do it at the time because Jesus was present. But because Jesus was going away, Jesus had to help them understand that while I go away, I'm not going away like I don't know what's going on. But you're going to be able to pray in my name to the Father. Because the father recognizes the name of his son. Hallelujah. And when you pray in the name of the son, hallelujah, God the father is now invited to where you're going. Hallelujah. So he was teaching them how you go about prayer. And ladies and gentlemen, he's here. Jesus is telling them when you address, when you go about it, he says your father already knows what you need. 
Now, ladies and gentlemen, God is concerned. Say, God is concerned for me. God is concerned for me. God knows what I need. He knows what I need. When you examine a father and the role of the father, the father is able to discern or perceive or to see the word know in this Greek language, ladies and gentlemen, is talking about to know or to perceive. He already knows all things. He has the greatest discernment, God the father, and similar with when we are in a household of a family, uh, the father, ladies and gentlemen, is supposed to be, and our earthly father is supposed to be example of how the heavenly father begins to enter a, a, a change with us. He is he is the one person that shows us how we ought to uh, 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 communicate with one another, how we ought to see our father. And so what the enemy does is he does a job of trying to muddy the water between fathers and children because of the role that a father has in a person's life. Because the father is supposed to mirror the heavenly father in the earth. Are you get what I'm saying? And so with a father, a father can look at their children and perceive like, hey, I've been around you long enough to know that something is up. I've been around you long enough to know that, hey, you ain't really in, your, in, in, the, in the same place that you were in. And so a father is able to know those needs and be able to minister to those needs. Yeah. Not only that in a spiritual sense, but in a physical sense. When you were under your parents' home, there was not something that you as a child, if you were fortunate to grow up in a situation where you were worrying about your needs for, from today until tomorrow. Because you were in the house where your parents were taking care of you. Now, some people were forced to grow up a lot faster than others, but it still doesn't take away from the fact that God the Father or your earthly and your earthly father in the same role knew how to take care of your need from day to day. Are you get what I'm saying? And so there are certain things as a child I should not be worried about because that's not my place to provide for my next day. The same goes with God and how he relates to us. The reason why Jesus in Matthew 6 tells us not to worry about these things because that's not my place to worry about it. Yeah, yeah. It's not my place to have to think about that. Because God the Father, he said, God the Father knows my end from my beginning. And God the Father knows how to meet your need when it comes. He's already knowing. And sometimes God is already meeting your need right now, even though you don't see it. There are some things that God already has already ordained. God already had it already pre-planned. And sometimes you have to walk until you see it come to pass. But he already had it manifested. He already had it scheduled for you and I. He's telling them, listen, your father knows that you need these things. Your father already knows. He already knows you need those things. So you coming to him acting as if that he don't already know, you're fooling yourself. He knows that you need that. And you're praying like, God, you don't care. You don't. Yeah, he does care. And he's already provided a way for it. 
Are you get what I'm saying? He's already provided the way. He's already mapped out the plan. But you have to believe that he is able and more than capable and that you will trust in his unfailing love toward you. And so a lot of times we feel as though that God, uh, that, that, that even if he knows, maybe he don't care. But the reality of the matter is, is that God cares despite allowing you to go what you're going through. He does that because he cares. And he knows that certain things I must allow in your path because if I don't allow it there, you will never grow. You will never grow. And so when he tells them, he says, your father, your father, he already he already knows these things. He's not caught by surprise. He's not called by uh, uh, anything. He says, I already know. Therefore, do not be like them. Do not be like them for your father knows the things you have need of before you ask them. So he already knows prior to you even asking him. But guess what? He's not going to do nothing until you invite him in. Because inviting God shows your dependence because that's faith. God is not going to move when there's no faith. There has to be faith there. Those who come to him must first believe that he is and that he's a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. God, what pleases God is faith. God is not moving on your emotions because that's not faith. God is not moved because you begging and crying and all of this stuff passing out in front of him. He's not moved by that. He's moved by faith. It says the just shall live by faith. It says I should the just don't live by what they see. They live by faith. We live by faith. The dependency and the trust in a God that is bigger than us. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Ladies and gentlemen, even in the later verses of this text, not only was he talking about prayer, but also talking about, listen, this is what differentiates uh, uh, the people of the world versus those who are of God's. What makes the difference is this, is that the Gentiles worry about those things. He says the Gentiles, they worry, they seek after those things. They're worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow. They're worried about tomorrow, and and they're worried about all of this stuff in the future and all of this stuff. And what Jesus is saying, you don't have to worry about those things because the Heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. He knows what you need to survive spiritually, mentally, and physically. He knows what you need. But here's the thing. If you do not seek first the kingdom of God and all of your, his righteousness, nothing can be added to you. If you don't seek God, then your seeking, if you, your lack of seeking is proving the fact that you're not dependent enough. Your lack of seeking God proves that you rather try to seek it out for yourself rather than trusting in the God that has already mapped out your life. And what he's saying is you worried about how the grass is. He's saying you worried about how am I going to get my need for tomorrow. And Jesus is talking to people who, guess what? They don't have a lot going on for themselves. These are not the most richest people in the world. These are not the most wealthy people in the world. And they would be worried about them. However, he says, listen, if I'm able to cover all the birds that is in this entire world, if I'm able to cover all of the grass that you see in all of nature, and if I'm ever if I'm ever, if I'm uh, if I'm able to cover the earth and keep it rotating at the proper access, if I'm able to do all of those things, 
Then what me, what, 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 what? What are you worried about? What are you worrying about? Because my father already, what? Knows. Here's the thing. He already knows. And guess what? He has a plan to meet us where we are. But you have to seek him so that you can depend and say, hey, dad, I need you to walk me through this. I need you to walk me through this. If I'm going to depend on you, then I know you know my way. Job says, you know the way in which I take. You already know it. You already destined it. And so let me move with you. If you're going to trust God, you quote Psalm 23 and saying, oh, he's my good shepherd. Then let him be the shepherd in your life. Let him lead you beside the still waters. Let him lead you through the valley of death. Because your father already knows in which he's going to take your life and guess what because he's our father he has nothing but good intentions for your life just because you're going through a little rough spot in your life God already knows it and guess what he's just going to move you along he's going to move you along knowing that at this moment I got to be a comforter to you at this moment I got to be a lover in your situation in your loneliness at this moment I know how to move and operate in your life and how to reveal myself that will be real to you it is you have to understand that God is not caught by surprise and he knows to meet you where you are are you hearing what I say so God so Jesus is making it very clear that he knows that he knows and when you know your child you know how to speak to them when you know your child, you know what you need to say to get them to keep moving. When you know your child, you begin to know what I got to do in order for, in order for them to keep going. God knows because he is a father. He has fatherly instinct. He is a father. He knows how to cover. He knows how to protect. He knows what you did not have in your earthly father. He's more than that. And the reality of the matter is if you see God as just your earthly father and if your earthly father wasn't the best example and they did the best that they could you gotta know that your heavenly father in the Bible Jesus said if your earthly father is willing to give good gifts what you think the God of the your heavenly father is able to make available to you if your, if your earthly father will do certain things I can do double that He said, if you need that, I can do that. You know where people fail if you don't recognize God as Father. And that's why in the prayer, Jesus first taught them, when you do, when you go in the pray, you say, our Father. Why? Because it's personal. Prayer is personal. Your relationship with God is personal. It is a personal relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It is personal. 
It is personal. He said he's able to meet need. When you say, say, our Father, hallowed be thy name. You acknowledge his name. You honor his name. You give reverence because he is your Father. He is the Almighty God, the self-existing one, the self-sufficient one. You hallow that name, the Almighty Powerful One, the God who sees Elroy. You honor the name of God when you go into prayer. He is the Almighty God, and He says, I know. I know. Say, He knows. He knows. And that's why Paul tells us in Philippians 4, verse 6, be anxious for nothing. But in everything by, come on, prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And Jesus tells you in Matthew 6, be anxious for nothing as well. He tells you don't worry about tomorrow. Don't be worried. Sufficient is the day of its own tomorrow. Is sufficient is the day of its own trouble. You don't got to worry about that. <laughs> oh, my God. He's the same God who knows your today as well as tomorrow. And guess what? He's not fickle because then the Bible tells us that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Yeah. <laughs> so if God is unchanging, then you can trust in the fact that he ain't going to change on you. Be anxious for nothing but in everything in, by prayer. But in everything by prayer, that's why Paul, Jesus was giving them the example in Matthew chapter 6 on how you ought to go about praying, uh, uh, giving them a brief glimpse into it and just telling them, our Father, do you just pray in this manner? You don't got to worry. You don't have to pray this exact prayer. It's just a format. It's just a pattern of which we go about doing things because you have to notice is that God is acknowledging, the, Jesus is acknowledging the fact and saying, our Father, a relational, a relational aspect where we are no longer strangers with God we are now able to call him Abba Father we can call out to him because he knows and he sees and he is concerned He's concerned, and the reason why we're living more anxious than what we've done in any other day, the reason why we are so worried and such and filled with so much worry and anxiousness is because we do not depend on the Father who knows all. Because we don't depend on the Father who knows all. And this is a command. He's saying, be anxious for nothing. Why? But through your prayer, through your relationship with God, through you giving thanks to your almighty God. Just make your request known to him. Make your request known. Don't be quiet about your request. Make your request known. Don't be silent with what you got going on. Make your request known. Why? Because my father already knows. You just got to make it known. If you just make it known to him, that he can make himself known to you. If you draw near unto thee, I will draw near unto you. Whatever you call I will answer, but you got to call and I'll come with an answer. You have to make the decision to not be anxious. He said, but in everything, he didn't say in something that you got going on. He said in every part of your life where you need me, I will make myself known to you, but you got to make it known. 
He's saying with prayer and much supplication, you got to, and with thanksgiving, giving honor to him. Hallelujah. And everything, give God thanks. For it is the will of God concerning you and everything of your life. All things should give glory unto God. If you're at work, if you're at home, your life should be an epistle written on before men. Hallelujah. That they may come and glorify God. The reality of the matter is this. When you are walking in a spirit of not being anxious then people wonder why are you not as nervous as the rest of us because I got a daddy that already knows and he already told me that all I got to do is pray and make my supplication made known and guess what that's all I do is request to him and guess what what Paul says and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus there is a God who is able to meet all need and it doesn't matter what that need is there is no key it's not a God that your need is so small that he won't come it could be one of the most smallest thing and God will come down and meet you where you are he shall supply not some not a little but all of your need according to his riches and glory because the father already knows the father knows what you need hallelujah and when I have a God that knows and when he sees me in secret the Bible says that he knows every hair that's on the shrine of your hair that he sees the most deepest parts of your life and so what you hiding from when you going through hell what you hiding from when struggle come you run to God in your need you run to the arm Almighty God and cry out for help, help in the time of trouble because the Bible says that he's a present help in the time of trouble. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel like preaching now. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but the reality of the matter is when I seek God, God is able to meet me where I am. And when Paul felt buffeted by the, oh my God, the messenger of Satan, the Bible said that Jesus came and told him that my grace is sufficient. And I'm telling you now that your father has a supply that is never ending and it does not fail. People of the world worry about that. People of the world worry about what their next day is. Not you. Because you a child of God. <laughs> I don't have to worry. I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to live in fear. I don't have to live bogged down in the bondage of yesterday. Hallelujah, because God knows the way I take. God knows my future. God knows my future. And I can trust in what Jeremiah 29 says, that I know the thoughts I have towards you, thoughts of good and not of evil, to lead you into an expected end. Your daddy knows what's best. And so you got to do what Jesus told Paul on that Damascus road. Why are you kicking against the prince? Why are you kicking against the goals? You got to understand, don't kick against what 
I'm trying to direct you in. I know you can't take authority. I know you struggle with authority because of who are in your life. But I'm not the one to tussle with. I'm not the one to struggle with. Because I know where I'm taking you. He ain't the one to tussle with. He ain't the one to wrestle with. But if you want to wrestle with him, he'll wrestle with you and get down with you until he leads you into where he called you. Jesus says, Jesus says, what are you doing? Why are you tripping? Why are you living so full of worry? Worry is different from concern. I'm not telling you you can't be concerned. I'm telling you when concern goes into worry, then you've now put yourself in the shoes of God. And the reality is this, and what he's trying to teach all believers today, including myself, because no one is above the reproach of the, the word of God. The reality is from the pulpit to the door, no matter what you call yourself, no matter what type of rank you think you have, no matter how long you've been living on this earth, no matter how short you've been living on this earth, you know what we all got in common is that all of us need God because all of us have a depravity about us. All of us have a need that we have because the Bible says that he put all eternity in the hearts of men and the reality is it's not until you come into the realization of who Jesus Christ is is when that can come alive to you and when you understand that you have a father who is concerned for you and that he's not going to leave you out here by yourself hallelujah you begin to know and trust in the fact that guess what no matter where he leads I will follow no matter if I'm in the ditch he'll come after me the bible said he'll make my bed in hell he'll be with me it don't matter guess what he is there <laughs> he's there He's there. He's there. He said, even when my mother and father forsake me, he, he's there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even in your loneliness, he's there. Even in where you are in your life, he's there. God ain't gone nowhere. He just right there. Hallelujah. God is one of those people you just can't get away from that easy. <laughs> you can't get rid of him. He's just there. I don't care if you a sinner right now. He's there. I don't care where you are. He's there. You can't run from the eyes of the Lord. The eyes of the Lord go from to and fro. When you know your father, your father just knows. Yeah, you can't hide nothing from me. I know you too well. I'm the one who created you for crying out loud. There ain't nothing you can hide from me. So your father, he knows and he's concerned. And there is nothing that he's not willing to do. When you have a children, those of you who are parents, there is nothing that you are not willing to do for your children. You'll give the shirt off your back if you had to. And this is what God's saying. I am willing to do all that and more. I'm the one who's written your story.
I'm the one who's organized that you would be born at that particular moment in life. I'm the one who already made your history. I'm the one who formed you in the most inner parts of your mother. I'm the one who knew you before you were even a seed in your mother's womb. I know who you are. You were a thought in me prior to you. I know you. You ain't telling me nothing I don't know. I know you. Hallelujah. I know what you don't tell. I know what you do tell. I know how you feel. I know every type of emotion that you have. I know. The Heavenly Father knows. Hallelujah. Be not dismayed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For whatever be time, God will take good care of you. There is nothing that he will not do, that he will not reach you and take care of your need. But the thing about it is you have to trust in the intuition and in the wisdom that the Father knows what's best. You have to humble yourself as a child to know that you don't know, you don't know what the road is ahead. He's already been there. <laughs> He's already been there. He knows the way that you take. And he knows your journey. Come on, stand to your feet. Your father knows. Worship the Lord right here. If you are thankful for the father, if you're thankful for your heavenly father, we worship you, oh God. We give your name praise, oh God. We give your name praise, oh Lord. Strengthen every man that's in this house this morning. Strengthen every man that is in this house this morning. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Strengthen every man in this room. We pray that your goodness will reach your men today. That your goodness would be seen to your men today. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We thank you, O oh God. We thank you, O oh God. We give your name glory. For you care for us. You love us. You know us by name. You know us by name and we give you glory. And we give you glory. And we give you honor. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, glory be to your name, oh God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for being our Father, Jesus. Thank you for being our Father, Lord Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast. For more information on Transformation Christian Fellowship, visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to 77977. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.